0: Are you ready? You ready for the word tonight? Okay, everybody stand up just a moment, okay? Humor me just a moment. Stand up if you would, okay? Put your your hands up like this, okay? You good? Okay. Now, don't touch the person in front of you, okay? That could be disastrous, all right? But (laughs) bend over and touch the, the seat, the chair seat in front of you. Yeah, okay, there's not one. Just bend over, okay? Come on, come on, stretch, stretch, come on, stretch, all right? Stretch, okay, now, now now, stretch back, okay, stretch, stretch, okay, now stretch this direction, okay, now stretch that way, all right, okay, shake it off now, okay, all right, you can be seated, all right, tonight we're going to be talking about spiritual fitness, 10 weeks to a new you. Okay, now it's fall, and uh, but by the way, did you feel the little drop in the temperature this morning? Okay, it's the first hint now of cool morning air, and 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 it just causes something. It, you know, we feel that change is on its way. And one of the changes that comes to people each fall is the desire to get into better shape. If you have uh, been feeling it, it's natural, okay? You just kind of want to get in a little better shape. And what we just did was stretch. And in order for us to exercise, it's important that we begin with some stretching so that we don't hurt ourselves in the middle of the exercise, okay? So stretching is very, very important. We'll talk about more about that in just a moment. But this week, we are all going to do Uh, 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 something in order to get ourselves in a little better spiritual shape. Spiritual fitness is as important or more important, I might say, than physical fitness. And we'll read about that in just a moment. And uh, 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 each time we get together on a Wednesday night for the next few weeks, we're going to be sharing some exercises that I would like for you to do. Now I've gone ahead and taken the liberty of of asking our ushers to hand out a card to you, um, and this card has five weeks worth of spiritual exercise on them. Tonight we're gonna talk about week one, next Wednesday week two, the next Wednesday week three, okay? We're going to go through 10 weeks together of spiritual exercises. I remember back about 1993 or 94, I remember I was standing in uh, in my front yard at 2904 Memphis in in Nederland, Texas, and, and Pastor Kenneth Bent had just come to visit, and, and we were outside talking there in my yard at the edge of the yard, and he was about to leave, and, and, and I said, I just read about this new program that in 11 weeks you can get yourself physically fit. I said, you know, gosh, I... I I probably ought to do that. Only 11 weeks. I mean, I had read the testimonies, the reviews of how everybody had, had done this. Yeah, go, go ahead, guys. You can hand those out. I'm sorry. I, 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 uh, uh, I, I didn't give you direction. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I had heard how in 11 weeks you could, you know, be working out. If, and if you worked out and did this regimen, then you would be physically fit in only 11 weeks. I was so excited about it. And so I told Pastor Ken, you know, I'm thinking about doing this. And he and I talked it up a little bit, you know, back and forth. And, and I don't know, Ken, if you remember that, but I said, you know, 11 weeks is going to come and go anyway. And, I mean, I mean, it's going to happen anyway. We may as well, at the end of the 11 weeks, be in real good shape. And I was just thinking about, and I, you know, uh, uh, I don't think I ever did it. But <laughs> I could have, and if I would have... I would no doubt have been in much better shape. You know, sometimes we are well-meaning and sometimes we really intend to do something, but at the end of the day, we will not be physically fit because we intended to, and we will not be spiritually fit because we intended to. It's going to be because we actually did something. It's important that we actually put something into practice. And so tonight we're going to begin with the first three exercises. And each week for the next 10 weeks, we're going to add three more exercises. You have them already, the first five weeks in your hand. All right? This is something that we did in our church. If you were here in 2009, we did this beginning in January of 2009, and it, and it and it made a difference in my life. And God has just been inspiring me. We're doing it in our Bible school next door uh, for this semester. And uh, while doing that and just studying for it, it just came back to me, and my heart was just opened up again. How important it is for us! Just because we exercised and went to the gym in 2009 didn't necessarily mean that it's going to count for this week or for this month. It's important to be spiritually fit. And so let me teach you these exercises. The first three exercises that we're going to be doing, they're very important. They're stretching exercises. And and it's important. That's why we stretched a little earlier. I wanted to get you in the mind of stretching. Didn't it feel a little good? Didn't it feel good to stretch? Didn't it? Come on. Uh, It it felt good. Some of you say, oh, uh, yeah. If it didn't feel good to stretch, it's because you need to stretch more than you realize. Okay, Stretching will keep you from getting injured in the games of life. It's important that we understand that spiritual fitness uh, will keep us in good shape for the things that we face each day spiritually. Now... Our opening scripture tonight is found in 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, this particular verse. Look what it says. The Apostle Paul, writing to Timothy in chapter 4 and verse 8, says, Physical exercise has some value, but spiritual exercise is much more important, for it promises a reward in both this life and the next. Interesting, huh? Physical exercise adds some value. I like what uh, another translation, I believe it's the King James translation, says, bodily exercise profits little. You know, often when I read that, I say, you know, that's true. Bodily exercise profits only a little bit. But the little bit that it profits, most of us need a lot, okay? (laughs) But spiritual exercise profits greater than physical exercise because spiritual exercise rewards us not only in this life, but also it grants us great rewards in the life to come. It's important that we realize that that if exercise only profits a little, then then we should be paying more attention to spiritual exercise than to physical exercise. Um, I've often said that the reason that I don't exercise... Y'all know why? It makes me tired. (laughs) That's a reality. But if you will press through, you'll find out that it gives energy. It doesn't just take, it takes energy initially. But there is this exponential curve that all of a sudden begins to kick in. If you will continue with physical exercise, all of a sudden you get to a place to where you hunger for it, a place to where it feeds you, a place to where when you feel a lack of energy, you exercise and it increases your energy. That's the way exercise is designed to work. It is designed to work to where it takes an initial investment, but after the initial investment, if you will remain consistent it will begin to produce its own energy it will begin to produce its own rewards and you will find yourself even getting addicted to that reward but if you stop physically exercising it won't be very long until you don't even want to do it anymore it's no different with reading the Bible or praying or any other spiritual exercise. If you stop doing it long enough, you'll stop missing it. But if you will do it, even though it seems like an initial investment, even though you have to talk to yourself to do it. You know, Pastor Ken and I, again, I, I'm, I'm going to refer you know, to Pastor Ken again. Forgive me, Pastor Ken. I don't mean to be uh, picking on you here. But you know, Pastor Ken and I decided one time we'd been sitting in the office for, I don't know, 10 years. And, you know, in doing, doing preacher stuff. And, and we stayed busy. He and I both have a very, very strong work ethic. And so we've been working, working, working. And we realized that we were probably uh, not as physically fit as we needed to be. And so he and I uh, made this agreement that we were going to go and start working out. And so we started working out and, and started actually taking martial arts together. And we would have to go down there and stretch. They would make us stretch. And then they would make us run. And then they would make us expend all of our energy, you know, doing things that you know uh, made us move a lot. And so he and I decided we would do that, and, and, and we made this agreement. And, and so uh, we, we went well beyond our agreement. We went for a few years. I'm talking about in the beginning, uh, Pastor Ken, I didn't really want to go, and I had, and, and, but, but we had to do this like three times a week, I think was the minimum that we could do it and stay with the program. And so we had to pay money and go three times a week. And we would, and soon we found ourselves going four times, and five times, and six times. Soon we found ourselves when the other one was out of town. It didn't matter. We'd go in. The other one would go anyway, and and we'd go, you know, and 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 you know, Pastor Ken ended up, uh, you know, uh, getting his black belt and being, you know, uh, you know, uh, doing doing great and wonderful things. I I kind of uh, well, uh, you know, I didn't last as long as he did. Uh, but uh, but at any rate, we we enjoyed. Uh, the exercise. It, it became something that fed us. It was an initial investment that was difficult to make, but after we made it, it was very, uh, very life giving, very energizing. That's what it takes. It takes, you know, sometimes a partner that will encourage you. I can remember he used to call me or we would be at work and we'd talk about lunch and say, okay, well, you know, there's a class at noon. So we would skip lunch and go, and, 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 and go to class, and then we would, you know, uh, just, you know, uh, the encouragement that you get from one another and the progress that you see, it makes a difference. How much more vital and important and critical and valuable is spiritual exercise. And maybe what you need in order to do these spiritual exercise is a partner, is an accountability partner, someone who can talk it up. I'm going to ask you as a church to talk it up among yourself, to encourage one another, to to, to begin using some of the terminology that we're going to be discussing and, and taking some of the steps we're going to be taking to encourage people to exercise themselves spiritually. Because if our church as a whole, as a body of Christ can become physically and spiritually well-off, spiritually strong and and, and physically uh, healthy and, and mentally and emotionally well. If our body can be mentally and emotionally and physically and spiritually well and strong, imagine what we can do as the body of Christ whenever we are moving and living and being like God wants us to be. So I'm going to ask you to begin encouraging one another, not discouraging one another, okay? Not, not po- pointing out the bad parts uh, of, of of life or that, my goodness, you're out of breath, aren't you? Don't be doing stuff like that, okay? Uh, but but you may want to just encourage somebody to come with you or take a walk with you or, or you know, uh, go ahead and risk it. Go ahead and risk investing in someone else. Or you may want to encourage them uh, to, to, to do something spiritual with you, to do something, maybe a Bible study, maybe something else along the way in order to do some spiritual exercises together. Now, specifically, we're going to look at in these next 10 weeks 30 separate exercises that I'm going to need your help in talking it up. I'm going to need your help, but I guarantee you not only heaven's guarantee, God's guarantee, Bible guarantee, but my personal pastoral guarantee that if You will do these things. You will become strong in the spirit. You will become uh, someone who has spiritual stamina. You will become someone who knows who you are and and what you're about and where you're going. And You will become a light. You will become a force in the earth to be reckoned with. The devil will leave you alone more quickly because when he reaches out, you'll find out what you got to do to knock him back. You can find your shield of faith up. Up, uh, quenching fiery darts of the enemy. You can find your mind girded about. Your, 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 your helmet of salvation will be on. You will find yourself a, a, a much better, much stronger, much more capable spouse, parent, friend, child, sibling if you'll just do these things. Now, the first ones are going to stretch you, and they, won't, they, they will not get done without you getting into this moment, without you getting into it. It won't just happen. Me saying it will not make any difference. That's like me saying, well, there's some barbells over there. Okay, Me pointing, me pointing the treadmill out to you will not help you. Okay, You actually have to go over there and get on it. Does that make sense? So all of my preaching is in vain, all of my teaching and all of my studying, and I believe in this with all of my heart, but everything I have learned is in vain in your life unless you're willing to go and give it a shot, okay? And I'm a great spiritual trainer. Hey, I, I'm, I'm serious. I know what I'm talking about because it's right out of God's Word. So if you are ready, okay, uh, we are going to begin uh, this, you know, uh, just like, uh, just like my, physical, uh, my physical strength is something that, uh, that, that well, a, a person, don't take me, okay. Uh, but a person's physical strength is generally something you can observe. Generally, yeah. Take an Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay. Uh, take a, 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 who else? I don't know. Anybody else? I don't know. Uh, generally, someone's physical health and physical strength, you can tell if they've been exercising. In fact, what you can do, you can look at someone from last week to next week and you can say, Oh my goodness, you've been, what have you been doing? Yeah, right? So it's observable. Why? Because it is something that, that, that you can see. You can see the muscles. You know, it's something you can observe. You know, uh, you know, it, it, it's something that be medley, medically observed in, in bone density or you know, uh, you know, the strength is something that can be observed. Well, just like that is observable and recognizable in the natural realm, spiritual strength is something that, is, that, that, that you cannot see, but it is nonetheless observable in the invisible realm, in the spiritual realm. And all of a sudden, you'll find out whenever you begin to spiritually exercise that other people will notice something about you. You will look more spiritually strong. You will look more spiritually together. Uh, Just like our physical bodies, which we can see, depends on things like bones and muscles and ligaments and nerves and blood and oxygen for life and strength. Our spirit, which we cannot see, depends on things that we cannot see for its strength and its health. Things like thoughts, Your spiritual strength depends on thoughts, just as much as your physical strength depends on muscles. Your spiritual strength depends on things like attitudes and choices, faith, feelings, desires, decisions, perspectives, and our character qualities of life. Your spiritual strength will depend on things that you cannot see, but are so powerful and dynamic that just as much as my physical strength depends on my bones to be healthy, uh, depends on muscles, which I I don't have many of, but my physical strength depends on something you can see. My spiritual strength depends on, 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 on something that's inside of me. Something that that is often hidden from other people's observations. But I know my thoughts. I know my feelings. I know my desires. I know my motivations. I know what inspires me. And these hidden things, if we're not watchful, can make us spiritually sick. Spiritually anemic. 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 You see, the Word of God... And its often untapped resources holds the key to transforming our lives into the image of God. God wrote the book on spiritual fitness. And the whole Bible serves as a record of testimonies of both the winners and the losers in the battle of life. Those who worked God's programs were always the winners. And those who did not were the losers. Spiritual fitness is is necessary for us to win, so we need to begin this. It is uh, uh, look in Genesis chapter 37 if you would okay this spiritual fitness program, by the way, that we're going to use for the next ten weeks, we're going to use one person in the Bible as a role model for our success, okay uh, the winner that I am going to talk to you about and use as a role model, he does not start out a winner. He starts out a loser. When we first meet this person we're going to use as an example, he is a 98-pound weakling, and he's living a very sheltered existence. He's a tattletale uh, he's surrounded by other strong Type A personalities. He's surrounded by people that we might consider bullies, and they're bullying him. They push him around all the time, and and you know he is absolutely physically and spiritually uh, not the dynamic person that he ends up being. And we're going to use him as an example and point out thirty things that he did that made him spiritually fit and made him become a winner. Uh, he doesn't stay that 98-pound weakling spiritually. Uh, uh, so um, look, look with me, if you would, in Genesis 37. And the, the example I'm talking about, the man who went from, from just a little weakling being pushed around by everybody to somebody that nobody messed with. And it only happened because of his spiritual fitness. Okay? No other reason. The man I'm talking about, you've probably guessed, is Joseph. Joseph, the son of Jacob, who was the son of Isaac, who was the son of Abraham, the covenant partner of God. Now, in Genesis 37, we find out that that, uh, Joseph was 17 years old at this particular point in his life or, or thereabouts, and, and uh, that Joseph's father loved him, but Joseph's brothers hated him. He had 10 older brothers that pushed him around and that and it just absolutely dominated him. And he stayed at home while they went out and worked, and, and Daddy favored him. And on top of that, uh, Joseph was a tattletale. Joseph went out and saw his brothers doing something he thought daddy wouldn't like, and so he went home and told daddy about it, and daddy got on to the brothers, and the brothers hated him. The brothers said, daddy, daddy favors him and loves him, and, and so the brothers were really just didn't want him around and were pushing him around, and, 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 it, and, and, and it turns out uh, that, uh, that in verse four says that, that the brothers saw their father loved him, and so they hated him, and they could not speak peaceably to him okay they just would not say anything nice to him you get the picture of where Joseph starts this is where Joseph starts and the very first thing that happens in Joseph's life to change his life completely okay to change his circumstances change his situation the very first thing that happened is found in verse 5 the Bible says now Joseph had a dream everybody say dream you see that first on your card it says dream now it's very important for us to realize the empower of dreams, the spiritual power. Dreams stretch us. It's a stretching exercise. You see, God was going to stretch Joseph out of of his own comfortability, and he was going to stretch him and let him begin to, to imagine things that were beyond his reach, imagine things that he could do that before he couldn't do. God was going to stretch him, and so God gave Joseph a dream. And Joseph told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear the dream which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in a field. And then behold, my sheaf, a sheaf, by the way, is like uh, stalks of, of grain that you tie together, okay? And, and, and they were binding sheaves, these stalks of grain, they were binding stalks of grain, and setting them around. And he says this: He says, "There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheep arose and stood up upright, and, and indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheep." <laughs> well you don't have to be too sharp to understand what his, what, what, what his brothers are hearing here. And his brothers said, "Oh, shall you indeed reign over us?" Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? And so they hated him more for his dreams and for his words. Let me tell you, dreaming is not real popular. Dreaming is about as popular as whenever you go to the gym for the first time and you cannot lift that 60-pound that bar and, and that, that guy comes in and, and, and picks up 400 pounds and begins working out with it, you know, and, and he's all muscle and everything and you just kind of go, you put it down and you walk away saying, I don't like that guy. Or whenever you're running a race and and you're just on your last leg and somebody just shoots by you and goes, what's happening, man? That's how I felt with, with, with Royce Taylor. Man, I was about wore out. We were going down to build a uh, church down in southern Mexico on the Belize border, and, and I was carrying a 70-pound backpack. He had two backpacks. I had one backpack. I had gone about as far as I could, and he decided to have a foot race, and he just takes off of those two backpacks and runs. I don't know how much farther. i maybe all the way to the village. I don't know. I just was going... You ever feel like you just can't participate? Well, that's how I felt that day. I kind of rested while they built that church that day. (laughs) I had walked a long way. He had another dream. He didn't just have one dream, yet another dream. And the second dream uh, showed and revealed to his brothers that, that he believed, or the dreams indicated, that they would all bow down and his mom and dad would also bow down to him. And this was just more than the brothers could take. Verse 11 says, and his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. You see, Joseph's new day began with a challenge from God. Joseph's new day began with God challenging Joseph about something that Joseph could not see, that God could see, that was a potential in Joseph's future if Joseph would just go with God. But Joseph was going to have to do some things. Joseph was going to have to embrace that dream in order for Joseph to become what God wanted him to become And in order for Joseph to be strong enough to conquer life's problems and be a winner, Joseph was going to have to learn some things along the way. The first exercise that God gave Joseph was a stretching exercise. God gave Joseph a dream. Not just any dream, by the way, but God gave Joseph an impossible dream. A dream that was absolutely impossible from where Joseph stood, a dream that no one would believe, an impossible dream, a dream of a better day, a dream of a greater day, a dream of an amazing day. You see, that's where it begins. That's where our spiritual fitness has has to begin as well. Something has to happen that we embrace a dream of a better day, a greater day, an amazing day, and when we get to the place where we can no longer dream, when we get to place where we cannot see a better day, when we get to a place where we cannot see a greater day, when we get to the place where we cannot see us any different than we are today, we are at our best day in a dead-end life, and something has happened that has destroyed the vision of God and the ability to realize that God has so much more for us. God made Joseph. God introduced it to him, but Joseph had to be open to it. He had to embrace it. He had to think on it. He had to, he had to, God made Joseph imagine himself as a winner. You see, when God cannot get you to agree with him that you're a child of God, a son of God, you are, are, are a prince with God, when God cannot get you to imagine yourself as a winner, you become your worst enemy. God had to plant the seed of a winner in Joseph while Joseph was sleeping. Why? Why did God wait till Joseph was asleep to introduce this to him? Perhaps it's because Joseph's waking world, the world that he was used to seeing and hearing every day, perhaps Joseph saw himself as small and young and insignificant. Maybe Joseph saw himself as, as someone who was put down and made fun of and limited and weak and unable to compete. Maybe Joseph saw himself as last in line. Uh, and maybe jo- Joseph saw himself as a loser. And so God couldn't just introduce it into Joseph. God had to, had, had, had to come into a moment when he was sleeping and he was not, he, he, you know, here God dropped the seed in him, a dream. You see, that's what a dream does. A dream gives us an image boost. And that's what God needed to do for Joseph. In order for Joseph to have a chance of becoming what God saw in Joseph, Joseph was going to have to get an image boost. Now, if, if you took nothing else away from tonight, okay, if, you know, more than me just pointing at the, at the fix for your life, okay, there's... It begins on the treadmill, okay? Physical fitness begins with you getting up and and, and doing something, you know, an eating ride and, and getting plenty of rest and getting some exercise. That's what's going to help you physically. I can point at it all day long, but if you don't do it, it won't make any difference. I can point at this all day long, but if I could get you to do one thing and one thing only, I would get you to get an image boost. I would get you to just em- embrace something from God. God and realize that he's trying to get you to see yourself like he sees you and the potential that you have. And if all you could do is just get a better image of yourself, that would shut the devil up in so many arenas of life. It would keep you from working with the devil to make yourself weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. You need to talk this up among yourself. You need to get an accountability partner. You need to begin to build a better image of yourself, a greater day and begin to imagine better. You know, stuck in or the, the, the bad things that, that 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 you know people are in today stuck there is not the rest of your life. You have got to imagine yourself. You know, there is no reason going to the gym at all if you can't get some type of hope that is going to help you. And there is no people don't go to the Bible, they don't get up and read their Bibles every day, they don't praise and worship God, they don't go to church because they don't think it's going to help. But that's not true. Follow Kim to the, to, the, uh, to the workout place, okay? Whatever it is, to the gym. Just follow her. Just follow her. And I promise you, it'll work for you just like it works for her. It will. You see, the Bible will work for everybody. A dream gives a person a glimpse of a better day, a better future. Sure, it's something that you can't see. It's something you can't touch. It's something you can't prove. But it's those invisible things that make us spiritually stronger. It's those those invisible things that make us more like God. Our thoughts, our attitudes, our feelings, our hopes, our dreams, our faith. Joseph learned a dream, and he learned the power of a dream. Not just any dream, but a God dream. God sees your potential different than you see it. You're going to need to open your mind and open your heart to imagine a you that God is happy with. To imagine uh, seeing the invisible goals which God has for you. They will hold you steady on course and you're, you're going to have to stretch if you're going to dream. You're going to have to look beyond where you are. You're going to have to imagine more and greater. You're going to have to see yourself spiritually fit before you get spiritually fit. You're going to have to see yourself, you know, get, get an uh, accountability partner. You know, someone that will say, oh, you're doing better. You're doing better. No, you need to keep, keep on going. Keep on going. No, no, no. What? No, come on. Come with me. Okay. Uh, these things are important. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, let me ask you a, a question. Okay. What would a better day look like for you? Now, I ask this question to people many times in counseling and many times they can't tell me because they're stuck in a problem right now. But let me ask you, what would a better day look like for you? What would a win look like for you? What would a spiritual win look like for you? If you cannot articulate it, if you cannot imagine it, then you're hidden right now behind a veil that's keeping you from reaching out. What would a win look like? What would a better day look like? We need to begin to imagine what it would look to the point where we can articulate it. The Bible says write the vision upon the table and make it plain. We need to make it plain what, uh, what us being spiritually fit would look like. What a win would look like. What would a better day look like? What would be God's best for you and your best for God? What, uh, you know, what would begin stretching yourself? Okay. Now, there are two more stretching exercises I'm just going to give you. They're on your card right there. Okay. Number one is dream. Number two uh, uh, is meditation. Okay. Meditation. What does that mean? What does that look like? Meditation is where we embrace the dream and we begin to make it ours and we begin to build our faith and build our hope. We begin by imagining and by rehearsing the dream and by sharing the dream with others or sharing the dream in prayer. We begin to handle it, we begin to meditate. We begin to take it. That's what Joseph did. As Joseph thought on his dream, he began to imagine it and to the point to where he 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 he, he, he was stretching himself, okay? He continued to do this all throughout his life, even when he was 100 10 years old, okay? Uh, um, he, he worked hard at having another dream. Begin stretching, handling it, holding on to it, meditating on it. You see, the book of Joshua says that meditation is a key to our success. You've read it in chapter one. I don't want to get too far ahead because I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to preach on this Sunday. I'll, Joshua one, I may or may not, but I think I am, okay? So I don't wanna get too much into it, but the bottom line is this, is that the Bible says that you shall meditate Therein, day and night for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success you see meditation and success are intricately tied together not the meditation of of of, you know not transcendental meditation or some eastern mysticism Uh, although that can lower heart rate it can de-stress it can do a number of things as we begin to give our minds and our hearts over to a dream over to a desire I don't recommend that don't do that that's bad stuff okay that's demonic okay all but when we meditate on God's word, it's not. It's just the opposite. When we meditate on what God wants to do in our life, when we meditate on the marriage that we could have, when we meditate on the on the family relationships that God wants us to have, when we begin to meditate on the spiritual strength, when we begin to meditate in his word, it begins to grow in our lives. It's just a process. Okay, It's the first lesson that God showed us in the Bible is that he, he, very first thing, Genesis 1-1, he looked at the earth and then he brooded over it. He, he came down and hovered over it. That's the process of, 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 of letting the plan, letting the, 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 the dream develop in our lives. What would a better day look like? Begin to imagine, begin to let God build that image in your life through meditation of his word. Through going to his word and finding out where his word says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Going to his word and finding out that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Going to his word and finding out that he will never leave you and never forsake you. Going to his word and finding out that if you abide in him and his word abides in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done. Going to his word and finding out that he has all things that pertain to life and godliness ready to give you. Going to his word and finding out that his grace is sufficient he always. Going to his word and finding out that you are more than a conqueror through him who loved you, that neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present or past nor things to come nor any other creature shall ever be able to separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Going to his word and finding out that that you can bless the Lord at all times. And and why would you be downcast? Because the Lord will uphold you with his right hand so that none of your steps will slide. Going to his word and finding out all the things that create the image and support the dream that God has for you, that you can do all. All things through Christ who strengthens you. These are, this is a process of meditating on the word of God that supports the dream, the image boost that you need to have. Okay? You can tread upon serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, For nothing by, by any means shall hurt you. you know what I mean? Whatever it is that you need in whatever arena you need it in, when a man's ways please the Lord, he'll make even his enemies to be at peace with him. Whatever you need, you can find in the word to begin to handle and hope. You may need some help. You may need an accountability partner to point out a scripture or two. You may need to you know, you know, uh, get in a group to find out uh, how you can build your faith and build your hope and build the image of God on the inside of you. You can do this. It is, you know, there's the treadmill. Uh, right here you know here's here's the answer okay all right number one dream i want you to begin to dream you begin to imagine a better day imagine what a better day would look like and then go here and begin to build it and meditate on the word because god's word will support the dream that god has put in your heart Psalms 37 says that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. What does that mean? That means whenever we turn our life over to God, that he will begin to put his dreams in our heart. Proverbs 16, 3 says that when you commit your ways and your works to the Lord, he will cause your thoughts to become established. That means that he will begin to work in your mind and unravel your mind and you'll begin to think the thoughts that he thinks about you whenever you will consistently commit your life to him and include him in your life and let him build your plan. Let me tell you, many, many, many things can be handled in the spirit long before they have to be handled physically in the natural realm. You can do this through exercise. Number one, what would a better day look like? Begin to imagine it begin to write it down get it so you can articulate it then go to the word find some scriptures that support the dream that you have in your heart the bible says that the wise man has builds his house on seven pillars let me encourage you get seven good strong scriptures about the dream that you have for a better marriage or for uh, you know a, a, a greater income or for 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 you know a family of say salvation for a family member uh you know uh, whatever it may be what would a better day look Look like, for peace in your home, for joy in your heart. What would a better day look like? Okay? Uh for for, for, your, for your dream job. What would a better day look like? And begin to build that house. Number one, by imagining it and get in the place where you can articulate it in God terms, in the word of God terms, and support it with the scripture and begin to let that scriptures, those scriptures build that in your life. And then Number three, the next exercise for this week, three exercises I want you guys to begin to stretch yourself with, dream, meditation, and declaration, okay? Declare. Somewhere you need to begin to speak your dream. Somewhere, just like Joseph did. You see, if Joseph had never said anything about his dream, he wouldn't have been thrown in that pit. It wouldn't have started. Yeah, speaking your dream might cause a little dust to fly up here and there. And people might even think you're silly and they might even envy you because you might think you're somebody. But I want you to know something. I am a child of God. I'm son of the most high. God loves me. You know, do you have that image on the inside of you? Speak it. Yeah. Begin to speak your dream. We need to work on speaking our dream instead of speaking our fear, instead of speaking our worry, instead of speaking our doubt, instead of speaking our frustration. We need to begin to speak the word of God, speak God's dream for our life, okay? And that's where you pull the trigger on things. That's what God did whenever he, he, in Genesis one, he saw something that needed help and he, you know, the earth was without form and void and darkness covered the face of the deep. He came down and he thought about it. He, 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 he decided what he wanted and then he pulled the trigger and said, let there be light. You know, pulling the trigger, our, our declaration, the Bible says you shall declare the decree. The Bible says decree a thing and so shall it be established unto you. Wow. For with the heart you might believe something, but with the mouth you'll pull the trigger unto salvation our mouth. The Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. With the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Proverbs 6 2, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. I mean on and on and on. You know, God said in in Numbers 14, 28 as you have spoken in my ear so shall I do unto you. Mark 11, 23, 22, 23, 24 says that have faith in God uh, for verily I say unto you whosoever shall say to that mountain, be thou removed and be cast in the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he say shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he say. Therefore, what things, soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Well, it's, we work in concert, okay? We work in concert with the word of God. Build that image in your life with the word of God and then begin to confess that word. Begin to speak your dream, okay? Won't you stand to your feet, Okay. Uh, I didn't get to all my notes, but you got my notes. you okay back there? I didn't, okay. Whatever they were, flash them up there real quick. Dream, meditate, declare, okay? Those are our three exercises. You can check those off of your card, and then I want you to, to, to talk it up, okay? Dream. What would a better day look like? Stop, stop telling me and other people what a worse day is going to look like. Stop it. That's pretty good advice. Look here, I'm doing it with a smile now. But I don't feel smiling. I feel like, stop it. Stop. You know, be nice when you tell people this. When they start telling you what a worse day is going to look like, what they're afraid of, and what's coming to pass, what's coming down the road. Stop that. Say, Say, could you hold it right there? Do you imagine that's the dream God has for you? You need an image boost. Here, take this. Galatians. You know, you're crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, you live yet. No, you, but Christ lives in you and the life that you live now. And you know, you live by the faith of the son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. Okay. all right. Anyway, Lord, help us, God. Help us, Lord. God, give us a dream, Lord. Show us what a better day would look like. And Lord, more than just pointing to the treadmill, God, help us and motivate us, Lord, to go over there and get on that thing, Lord and begin to build a better image, a greater day mentality. Begin to build our spiritual fitness, Lord, by changing our thoughts, our attitudes, by renewing our mind, Lord, as your word says, taking captive our thoughts and bringing every one of our thoughts into obedience of Christ. Lord, casting down imaginations and every vain thing that would exalt itself against your knowledge, Lord. Help us, God, Lord, to stop our stinking thinking, Lord, and and God, to get it right, Lord, and to find, Lord, word. Give us Give us seven good pillars, Lord, to build our dream on, sir. And then, Lord, God, help us to open our mouth and begin to make declarations, Lord, as to, as to the better day that you're bringing to us, Lord. Thanks, sir. Help us to stretch this week, I pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you, sir. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. I love you. And, you know, exercise, all right? If you need any prayer, come this way. If not, go in peace. Don't go in pieces. God has a plan for your life.